Welcome, Runa. Thank you, Dan. Hi, Cicero. Hey, Runa. It's uh, it's such a pleasure to see you again. again. It's a pleasure to see you too. Yes. I've been missing you guys because I feel like we had such a perfect time. Where have you been missing us from? Where were we? I don't know. <laughs> where, where? What is this about? I don't know. We all met somewhere. Someplace. <laughs> you remember where it was, Cicero? Um, it, it it must have been in Chicago because I don't leave this place. Chicago, oh, right? Uh, yeah, a heck of a town. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, we we met, had a mission. We had a well. We had a we family did. reunion, and a bunch that of Star Trek nerds showed up. <laughs> yeah, that that that's you know, listen, which yeah, is the way was, you ought to do it. Yeah, I feel like we completed our mission. Yes, we should complete the mission. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and clue in uh, the weary listeners to exactly what's happening here. Um, it is a small uh, regathering, reconnecting of uh, a few of us who went to uh, Star Trek Mission Chicago, uh, which was in Detroit, which was really weird. Um, <laughs> no, of course it was in Chicago. And uh, with me, I have uh, Aruna, who with an exclamation mark has to has to be an exclamation mark there. And then Cicero, uh, also, we went to Star Trek Mission Chicago. I'm going to start with Runa. Um, tell me a little bit about, well, first, catch everybody up about yourself. And then um, tell me a little bit about this con experience, because I know you've been to like Dragon Con before, right? Yeah. Um, but, but was this your first Star Trek con specific experience? It was. It was my first Star Trek con. Awesome. So okay, so tell us a little bit about Runa, and then let's talk about Star Trek Con. Okay, so I'm Runa. I live in the suburbs of Atlanta, which encompasses about two hours worth of travel. <laughs> <laughs> and five miles. Yes. <laughs> and, I, and I work as a school psychologist at an elementary and a middle school. So I do a lot of special education testing. And this is actually my crazy time of year. So right. I, I like you guys, so I'm talking to you. But usually I come home and I'm grumpy. And I'm like, don't talk to me. <laughs> well, I, I, for one, appreciate the uh, consideration <laughs> that we get yeah. that we get a positive experience. And I can understand Thursday afternoon coming home from a week of, of schooling. Um, yeah, that would make for a grumpy situation. Um, okay. But uh, how did you, uh, being your first Star Trek con compared to cons you've been to before, how, wh what are the differences? Um, so I approached it like a, with a Dragon Con mindset because I knew it was much smaller, but I feel like um, if you're prepared for a big one, you can handle a smaller one. Oh, yeah. Um, so that one is really huge, lots of tracks lots of busyness it's 24 hours for five days straight and it's crazy um it's fun but it's crazy um so i was really looking forward to something smaller but to be honest i was a little nervous because one of the smaller ones i went to which was a doctor who con in atlanta it's no longer being held but i went twice and it was kind of boring so I did have my concerns, but um, I knew a lot of you guys were going, and I've always just wanted to meet a lot of you guys in person. Yep. So I don't think it could have not been fun, 
but I actually really liked the setup of the con. Everything was pretty much on two floors, really on one floor with mm-hmm. a couple of things upstairs. So as a as a person with a mobility issue, it was really easy to get around and really easy to run into people you knew. Um, I know Dan Cicero, Dan came up to me probably two or three times, like out of the blue in stealth mode. Like, guess what just happened? And it was just all cool. But it was like story of something he experienced, like Chase Masterson. Yes. Or, you know, or uh, Doug Jones. And I feel like it was the perfect con to be able to do that because everybody was in one spot. Yeah. Yeah. Very, that's a very good contrast. I did not know that Dragon Con was some sort of gauntlet of a con where you can go for bleeding eyes fun for five days straight. That sounds like some sort of terrible chemical filled bender opportunity. It is. So, we, uh, so I started in 2016, and back then it was 80,000, and now it's probably close to 100. In attendance? Um, Yes. Wow. That's a lot. It's a lot. That's a lot and, of nerds. And Garrett Wang runs the Star Trek um, track. So oh, okay. that's really cool. That It's kind of his thing to run it every year. And yeah. there's like a fashion show and really cool things. That's but awesome. yeah, and it's all over downtown. So you have people getting drunk after hours. There's a point in the night where you send the children back to the hotel or to their rooms or whatever. Um, there's also like a football weekend that weekend. So it's like the nerds versus the jocks. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's high school all over. That's awesome. Again. That's awesome. Well, uh, one other part of your experience and I, what I love, um, we were hoping to have more uh, on the show tonight, folks. Um, uh, we have a friend, Sean, who, uh, because his first love is saving people's lives, he's with a friend uh, who he is helping. And um, hopefully, you know, if he can, he's going to pop in. But if not, all the same, uh, we'll ha- we're going to visit with Sean individually at some point in the future. I've decided uh, to just. I really think you should. Screaming. I think you should reach out and do a couple of these and get like everyone's experiences. Oh yeah, yeah. If I the more folks who can, uh, the more folks who can make it, we can just talk about Chicago till Seattle happens. Uh, <laughs> that way, we won't be sad. Uh, but with the three of us that we have here, we each have a different. Um, uh, I could say homing perspective when it came to uh, our experience in Chicago. Uh, Rooney, you stayed at the at the event uh, location at the McCormick Place there. Um, Cicero, of course, is uh, he has his own avenue in Chicagoland, so of course he lives there. Uh, and then uh, myself, uh, I stayed with family, having driven from. Uh, far, far away. So Cicero drove into the city. Uh, Runa flew into the city, and I drove across three states. Um, <laughs> so, how was your how was your stay uh, at the facility, though, Runa? It was really nice. I was at the Hilton Garden Inn. So, the three properties connected to the, to the center are all part of the Hilton. It's like a home suites, a Hampton Inn, and a Hilton, mm-hmm. and. Literally, I feel like the walk from my condo to like the gate of my complex is how far the convention was. Like it wasn't far at all. Like you get off the elevator, you go right, you go down this small little uh, bridge and you're right there. Yeah. 
great. Aside from me getting lost trying to find uh, where you were that one evening, that place is very large. Um, I made yes. uh, got a lot of steps in uh, being lost on a floor of the McCormick Center while uh, Connor uh, was, you know, graciously, uh, he even sent me, he sent me a message that was literally, Dan, stop moving. I'm coming to where you are. <laughs> it he so told great. me. Um, it was so great. Yeah. He's so good. Um, unfortunately, we'll have to, we'll have to get him back onto the show and have that conversation with him too. Well, now with Cicero though, Cicero, uh, yes. the, this is, this is an unprecedented moment, friend. Uh, you, you are the distinct, uh, honor of being the third appearance by anyone on any iteration of this show whatsoever yes. so you you are Cicero uh, trifecta all right um, so you know but for the folks who may just be coming coming on let let everyone know a little bit about mr holmes hey well hey guys i am cicero holmes um the internet stubby stan um uh you if you've never heard my voice you're welcome uh <laughs> if you have heard my voice before i'm sorry um, but, uh, if you've heard my voice, you may have heard it on any number of podcasts, uh, starting with, uh, the spawn on me podcasts, uh, that, uh, I started with a friend of mine, almost, almost 10 years ago, nine wow. years ago, uh, where we, we talked about, uh, video games and, uh, the intersection of video games and marginalized people. And we, you know, spotlighted marginalized people and causes in the video game space and in the world around us. Um, and uh, since then, uh, let's see, you could have maybe seen my face or, and heard a version of my voice uh, playing parent underbow on the Dungeons and Dragons, Wizards of the Coast, Dungeons and Dragons, uh, actual play uh, podcast and a video stream, Rivals of Waterdeep. Um, you uh, may have heard me talking about Star Trek on Discovery Debrief. Um, or uh, if you're like Dan, you may have uh, heard me on uh, the best podcasting network to ever exist, The Incomparable. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's in the name. Yes, it is the incomparable. Uh, the, the, I, I, you know, I think that uh, I could do an entire podcast about the podcast on the incomparable, just raving. <laughs> you about you could, <laughs> and you know, the the great thing is, uh, you know, just just an aside here, a little digression here, real quick, is that if you know, there's likely a podcast there about a TV show or or nerd interest that that you share. And it will likely be the most entertaining podcast on that subject that you will ever listen to. That's um, true. Uh, and so, yeah, anyway, I mean, besides the fact that it leads to great entertainment and, and uh, acquaintances such as Cicero himself. Um, but yeah, uh, so Cicero, being um, being a con attendee, you, you've been the media man. You've been a Mr. Behind yes. the Scenes from time to time. You've, you may have even thrown have. a con or two yourself. Something uh, like really? that. Something, yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've done something close enough to know that it's pain. Right. Pain. Organizing an event where hundreds of people are likely to show up is pain. Yeah. Um, so how did it compare? You and I have talked about it uh, right. based on your experience at uh, it was E2C2. Um, C2E2. You almost got backwards. Yeah, you got backwards. You know, yeah, right, right. <laughs> R5B something. Right. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, so what, to, a little contrast, a little compare there, homework assignment. So, you know, so the unique thing uh, for me is uh, that McCormick Place is my convention home base. 
yeah. uh, being, being, you know, having lived in Chicago for the last 15 years. So um, I, so I've been in that space a lot of times for conventions um, and uh, a, a, a little uh, historical fact about the McCormick place. It is the largest convention center in the United States by square wow. footage. Um, and, and it's, it's one like that of New York the, city. Yeah, yeah, it's big, city even, now, right? yeah, even yeah, yeah okay. exactly, even bigger than the Javits Center. Um, <laughs> it uh, and is it is one of the largest convention centers by square footage in the world, and um, th- the interesting thing, the surprising thing about uh, Star Trek uh, Mission Chicago was that it was a lot more intimate than I was expecting. Mm-hmm. As kind of as 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 uh, Runa said earlier, that she was expecting something a, a little bit smaller. I was expecting something a little bit more intimate. I was hoping for something a little bit more intimate um, because this was my last convention was C2E2 2020, um, and and quite honestly, it was it was most people's last convention because the week after everything got shut down. Um, but and so. I was hoping that I wasn't going to return back to that, right? To thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people. Um, you know, I've I've managed to stay COVID free nope. and 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 you know and made sure and have been very hypervigilant about making sure that I, I stay safe and have developed a little bit of, of uh, you know, like crowd anxiety mm-hmm. in, in, you know, in the time since, um, which is, is weird. I'm from, I'm from New York city. So yeah. like, it, like, you know, I mean, crowd just, is your jam. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, like I don't know. I, I eat through, I eat through crowds. Um, but yeah, now, now that's, that's not a thing. And, uh, Mission Chicago was, was pitch perfect with, with respect to the size, right? Mm-hmm. Not only, not only the size, but, but, but also, um, the, the conditions that they set, right. The, so that Repop and, and McCormick Place made sure that they were checking for vaccination beforehand. They were very, very stringent about it. Um, and, uh, like, so those types of things made me feel more comfortable. Um, when you got into the space, even though the space was a lot smaller, I would say probably a quarter of the size of the main floor of a C2E2 or Star Wars Celebration also held at uh, McCormick Place in the before times. Um, but even with that, they were able to space out the booths and everything so that it it never felt claustrophobic, which yeah. I think I think was was great for those of us who already had anxiety or may have developed some more anxiety over the you know over the last couple of years. So it was it was great to be able to uh, be in a in a situation where it was like that and not like what I remember conventions to be. And uh, this was also my first Star Trek convention, full stop. Nice. Um, but yeah, but I'd been to you know a bunch of other conventions, so I kind of knew what Star to Trek expect. convention buddies. Yes, that's exactly. Right. That's, the, that's all of us. Yeah. Right. So uh, yeah. So, but it was, it was, um, it was fantastic to like see, not only like 
see all of the nerddom because like when you go to a convention, you're 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 kind of amongst like you're still kind of amongst your clan, even though your clan is huge. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, like, yeah, that everybody's kind of got specialties. It's almost like going to like the School of Performing Arts. Right. Like if yeah. you go in there, you know, like, all right, everybody here is talented in some in some way. Right. So we all have that in common. But you know, there's they're the they're the drama people and then there's the singing people and the dancing people and, and stuff like that. So when you go to a main convention, you've got those everyone's got kind of have their flavor and you and you find your your group amongst your people already. But when you come to a Star Trek convention, right, it's it's like it's like we just went into a club in high school, right? Yep. You close yeah. the door to the club room and now we're just in there by ourselves. And that was that was amazing. That was amazing. And, you know, and not only was it amazing to be amongst like Star Trek nerds, you know, people that are passionate about this franchise and this franchise is, you know, the, so there's definitely something unique about Star Trek um, devotees, Star Trek fans, because it it's it's not just a fandom it's a lifestyle, right? Mm -hmm. It's, 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 it's an understanding. It's a feeling, right? It's, it's an understanding that we as human beings aren't perfect. Right. And we're, we're willing to acknowledge that, but, but not only should we strive for that level of uh, humanism and, and, you know, humanist perfection, but, but to, but, we should expect it in each other and we should all be working towards that level of utopia. And, and, uh, and, you know, like it, it is all of the best parts of who we are fundamentally as humans, it's hope. And everyone that is passionate about this franchise feels that way. Right. Yeah. Because, because it is, it's, it's, it's almost like the dogma right of of the franchise that that you kind of have to be on board with that and so it was great to see that but the other thing that really 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 got me excited Quick interruption. Was, yes yeah. no spoilers but have you guys seen this week's Picard? i mean not that, yet that, okay so not going to resonate my friend what, right remember, remember what cicero just said right yep. okay. um so um, the, the other thing that I was super excited about seeing was just how many people of color mm -hmm. were there and, and were like, you know, hardcore franchise devotees in, in cosplay, you know, just I saw at least the, two right, Cisco's. Right, know? right, right. And, you know, and so like, and, and not even just the people in cosplay, I, I want to take the time to point out. The, the cats that came in with with, you know, street clothes like homeboys, right? Like yeah. cats that, you know, cats that would be out on the block with me that I would see at the barbershop. Right. Like they were at the at the convention as well. And like that part was that part just made my heart grow three sizes that day. Yeah. Like I, I love the fact that we have hope right yeah. together. That's amazing. I have um, I have come to I've had I've had to come to train my face to not respond to people who surprise me uh, to be right. Trek fans like the folks at right. work that I mentioned Star Trek to that I would just casually unassume 
there, you know, that they would like that uh, franchise to find out that they're, you know, they might be quote unquote as big a fan as I am. Right. 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 Um, and then, like you said, just seeing that and, and both of you being um, people of color yourselves, seeing that representation out uh, just where we can all just be, ourselves be together and you know not that we don't have our own um intricacies and our own personal uh maybe disagreements but as a whole as a fandom you know there was there was none of that presumption outside of of that i felt right right yeah yeah, yeah I, well you, you know i mean it is it was a family right like yeah. and and runa alluded to uh and and you did also dan um well, I mean, Dan, you said it was a family reunion, right? So, like, it was a family, and and you know, and then like, there's the family reunion that was the Star Trek, you know, Mission Chicago. Everyone in there's family reunion, and it was very much that's the way I felt. It was very much family atmosphere. But then there's the first cousins, and yeah. and <laughs> and Dan brought the first cousins together in a, in a in a just a cousin jamboree. And and that w- that part made it even sweeter. It was so much better because you were there, sir. Oh man, you guys, come on. Uh, let's let's talk. Let's talk about it real quick. Uh, so we each even had a little bit. Uh, and I wish Connor were here uh, because he could contrast the another day. But you know, I had the VIP pass. Runa, you were there for the three days, and then yes. uh, Cicero, you came Sunday only. Right. Um, uh the the vip i didn't even go get my swag man i didn't even get all oh, my swag i didn't realize there was wow. a, and by the time it was by the time i was it was too late so i didn't and, and I, I missed like my bag i don't know it was right. uh but uh, you know I, it it got me in ahead of the crowds uh, which was kind of cool the first day uh because it did give me a chance to scout the entire thing without really anybody in there um, you know, and geek out over the skulls and go through the strange new worlds exhibit without a whole lot of traffic. Um, but it did really feel like, you know, kind of a, a disconnected part of the experience just because there wasn't a crowd yet, you know, and, and I found myself in the earlier, it was nice to be able to pace myself to get there and still get in early, but not be too early because most of that early time I spent waiting for my friends to show up. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and so um, for me, you know, in my, my, uh, my situation, you're there uh, through an estate at the place you're in Chicago. How long was your drive in on the day you came on Sunday when you came in? Uh, about an hour, 45 not minutes from an hour. Yeah. yeah. yeah and that's not, about, not so coming from Bolingbrook where I did, that was, a, you know, it was about 25, 30 minutes. It wasn't, right. it was literally exit to exit for me. So, uh, my plan worked flawlessly, uh, to stay with, uh, to stay with family and, and, you know, basically have a place to crash. Um, and so that worked out really well, but, uh, you, you seem to have really no trouble at all getting there day to day, uh, Runa from, um, you know, just your, your standard access. And that was pretty easy coming from the hotel room. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. So when I first, when the news about the con came out, um, so you, you guys met Graham and Kelly mm-hmm. who bought the, uh, the balloon hat. Yes. Yep. Right? Shout out to Graham and Kelly. <laughs> yep. Yes. Um, so I had been playing online games with them since the start of the pandemic. Oh, okay. So this was the first time I had met them. Nice. So I say that to say, when it first came out, they and I and um, my friend Allison, we were all 
like, okay, we got to go. We'll get to meet, you know, we'll get to do Star Trek things. It'll be great. So I bought my ticket and I booked a hotel room that day. You were thinking on. That, <laughs> thinking that Allison and I would share it. And we oh. both have disabilities and we both need kind of the closer access. You know, here it's different because I live here and I could go downtown and then come back up here late sure. at night and sleep in my bed. You know, that's different. Right. But when you are in a different city where you're not that familiar and you have a disability, sometimes it's just more comfortable to be close. Right. You know? Was this oh. was this your first time in Chicago? No, it was my second. Oh. Okay. So, so yeah. I, oh. I went to Chicago in 2009 for a work conference. Sure. I was just a little grad student at the time. And I fell down an escalator. Oh no. And that was not fun. Oh my gosh. And so this time I was not going to ride an escalator at all. <laughs> but on Saturday, Connor was with me and we were trying to get upstairs. And I was like, okay, if I fall down this one, it is your fault. Yeah, there you go. Blame it on <laughs> but, Connor. But he held all my stuff. And like, I prayed the whole time. <laughs> Don't let the escalator eat Runa. So anyway, the first time we did a little bit more touristy stuff because, you know, work conventions right. are not as fun. Right. Um, what what is this you say? Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> but um, but this time, really, I just soaked it up with friends, yeah. and it was the best. Like it was what I needed. Yeah. And so yeah. um, that was really great. And yes, the access was great. <laughs> oh, and I also wanted to say, I always expected to line up for like the Strange New Worlds panel or like the Picard panel. But every time I went over to there to Ryan line up, they're like, just go on in. So I feel <laughs> like there weren't that many lots, which was wonderful. It was. It was. Yeah. Uh, and that that I will say that's when uh that is when the little green badge, two things about the two things about the VIP badge that I did appreciate. Uh one on the on the instances uh like sunday when i was able to uh use it to fly my friends around the convention uh with some expedition um <laughs> because i could be like oh you all you all go do and when you're ready you come to me and we will float to the front of the line you know and so um that that was helpful but it also uh, uh it was an upgrade man i wish and i knew that <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah see yeah so well you know fortunately i think it's i think it came with about as much or maybe even i think the ada access got you to the fronter of the line and even the right. vip yeah. so, um, but it, and and that they made those accommodations let's take a moment and pause on that that this, absolutely this um these organizers i feel like they were very as mindful as can be about the needs of those of us in the community who not, I mean, aren't just who need accessibility, uh, but also um, who have, uh, you know, gender, uh, gender identity needs, things like that. There were places, yeah, there were places cool. you could go um, and be yourself. Um, and, you know, just kind of take a step aside. One of the, uh, one of the things that um, I noted while I was traveling abroad uh, a month or so ago in the Heathrow airport, um, their accessibility bathroom is marked with not all disabilities are visible. 
And that mindset needs to just be everywhere uh, because, you know, for myself, not to get too deep into it, but, you know, like there are reasons that I need uh, to be alone when I go to the restroom, you know, there there are reasons, there are times when people have those needs and to be in a space where that is acknowledged, not just for uh, mobility, but for um, other uh, ways that people might need to uh, take care of themselves, really nice of them to be. And I hope, you know, and I only expect that we'll see a refinement of that as the, as the mission or the mission uh, events continue. Uh, yeah. But for you, Cicero, being there on the on the last day of the event with your with the the one day ticket, um, did you feel like you missed out on anything? Uh, absolutely. Um, I, I feel like well, so not only did I was I only there for one day Sunday, but I was also there for the shortest day. Right. So right. Um, so that you know the sh- the show floor closes much earlier. Uh, two or three hours earlier um, right. yeah. on Sunday than it than it does on the pre on the other two days, um, so I definitely felt like I missed out on things because by the time I got my bearings in in the place, half your Jordy bearings, yes, my yes, my Jordy bearings, yes. Uh, shout out to the Jordy Bear uh, yes. from Mission Mission Chicago. So, uh, but oh, and I uh, have a story when you're done. Oh, okay. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I, I just I felt like, you know, by the time I got my Jordy bearings, um, half the day was done. You know, uh, I was I was gracious enough by by uh, granted access to uh, be in a photograph with with the one and only uh, uh, Captain Kirk himself, Bill Shatner. Um, and, you know, by some some wonderful human being. And yeah. And so like like the whole morning portion of the day was kind of a whirlwind and I, I managed to make my way around to, I think all of the vendors and I, I went to a panel, but I don't feel like I saw everything. I, you know, I saw everything, but I didn't, you know, I wasn't able to like fully absorb it and like have memories that are at the fore, you know, that that are are well in detail because I was only there for, uh, for one day. And, uh, you know, there were some awesome panels that happened. uh, The best panels happened on, on Friday and Saturday. So, um, you know, uh, it would have been nice to, to see those. That's Mm -hmm. fair. That's fair. You had a story, Runa. I did. I've become the Jordy bear procurer. So I bought one for myself and I happened to post it on Twitter and then I got a bunch of comments and then somebody asked if I would buy one for them and ship it and they'd pay me for for the for what it cost and the shipping and I was like sure sure it's relatively easy to fly back so why not so and then I bought one for Allison who missed the con and it was her birthday so here you go here's a chorty bear (laughs) um and then somebody else is trying to get one from another country and they're like (laughs) you can't ship it to my country and i was like well i'll get it for you (laughs) i tell you i I got to uh i got to gift a couple of jordy bears myself it's fun it's good stuff yeah it's great 
I um uh Kathy uh Kathy's Katra on uh, Twitter. Yeah. She of course she wanted one, so um I uh I went and got one for her, which I still have yet to send her. She's 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 insisting on reciprocating, so she won't just accept a gift for the sake of me sending a gift. So she's got some sort of sneaky something something she's sending for my birthday, and then I'm expected to send shout her Jordy Bear. Yeah, shout out to cool. Kathy. She's great. Uh, and then, of course, you know, our surprise, uh, big surprise moment, I think, for for the vast majority of us on Sunday. And this is no slight to you at all, Cicero, uh, but uh, Amon's uh, making her appearance as, um, uh, you know, Fenris Rangers seven of nine. Yes. Uh, was the biggest surprise of all. And I had the honor and privilege of, of giving her her Jordy bear. So um, I really, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to take that one with me to my grave. I think uh, you got to give her a Jordy bear and Sky gave her a churro. So see, there oh, you go. Oh, there you go. Yeah, well, I mean, a, you know, one to keep and one to satisfy, right? I mean, I, I hope she didn't keep the churro as a keepsake. Those, those <laughs> probably don't hold up well. Um, and I, I can't imagine <laughs> that the Jordy bear tastes all that great. Well, I, I do have it. I do have it on authority uh, from almonds that Jordy Bear has been wholly and fully adopted by a youngster uh, full of love for the Jordy Bear, uh, and that Jordy Bear is being well taken care of. Nice. Uh, so yeah, I went to a good home. Can't can't hope for anything more, honestly. Um, and uh, I, so, Runa, what was your the fa your favorite panel that you got to go to that you saw your favorite uh, thing what to attend? Was my I should favorite, say. huh? That is a hard choice. I would say DS Nine. Yeah, that was a good panel. Because, yeah. and I love the Strange New Worlds one, but I say DS Nine because I just finished it. Yeah. Oh, so it was, yeah. It was yeah. fresh. Yeah. So it was just surreal to see those actors up there. And like the true regard they all had for each other. Mm -hmm. You just want to see like your favorite cast have that kind of respect and regard for each other. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you don't see that. Not so it was lot, just yeah. great to see that interaction. I uh, I will I will bounce off of that too. And it was easy until they started making joke about it. Um, you know, it kind of floated up as a as a reminder that Nana and uh, Sid used to be married and have a child, right. <laughs> and that child is apparently like almost thirty now. And I don't. Well, did you go to the Sid City panel? I, uh, no, Saturday? I missed that one. Yeah, I missed that one. Uh, so I went, and the reason I say, oh so, no, I did see that. I did see Sid's panel. Yeah, you saw some of it. Yeah, yeah. So his son made a like a cameo in his video on there. Yeah. And he, to me, he looks almost exactly like his dad. Yeah. But yeah. with curlier hair. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I was, yeah, I did see that. That's, and that's the thing. There's so much that, uh, there's so much that uh, we could have seen that we didn't. The Deep Space Nine panel was great. Uh, poor Nana was uh, fashionably late due to a, a delay in, in the flight. So that made for some, uh, you know, for a great grand entrance uh, after the fact. And um, uh, I enjoyed, Quite possibly, I, I think the most fun, just just surprise fun, you know, and and no no surprise that it was fun, is uh, the lower decks panel. Were you there for you that? No, I didn't go to that because uh, I have not yet watched lower decks. Gotcha. Oh no. Okay. okay. But I think um, having watched TNG and DS Nine, 
people say I can watch it now. You can watch so it I'll now. Oh, yeah, jokes. you'll you'll get you'll yeah. get 80, 90 percent of the jokes. The jokes that are from TOS that you won't get, you'll have referenced a thousand times as a Trekkie already. So yeah. you know, you won't be out the loop. Um, but it was uh it was so much fun uh to see them, first of all, that be the first time that the cast and crew have been in the same space since the show started. Since the, since they wow. started working together, they haven't worked together. Uh, and so this was their opportunity, you know, their family reunion, just like it was wow. for us. Uh, but the fact that they came out in costume and character blew my mind. And I, you know, it as soon as it realized what was happening, and I can't remember. Uh, if they introduced Jerry first, I think it was, but you know, he comes out and he's in full ransom mode and he's doing, he's doing curls with a five pound dumbbell, you know, and he's just selling <laughs> it hard. And, and they have uh, Jack Quaid come out with the uh, Boimler hair. And I was like, this is, this is perfect. Um, and I will say, uh, you know, overall um, the talent, the actor, uh, the actors and the talent were very receptive to the fans, especially being, um, you know, the first post COVID uh, event for uh, a lot of us and they you know they were just as um, uh, approachable and um, open as I think they would be any uh, anywhere else uh, uh, shout out to Noel Wells for being uh, such a wonderful uh, person in the um, in the photo opportunity I got a hug uh, so that was nice and uh, Cicero I know you didn't get the chance to see as many panels but you did get to go to a couple uh, what stood out for you well, I, I so I went to the Disco Does D and D uh, panel, which yeah. was uh, it was Anthony Rapp, um, Noah Averbach-Katz, um, Ian Ian Alexander, Alexander, and Mary Chifo, and Mary Chief. Oh yes, the, that's the right. The young lady who does. Oh. Um, She's like Bonnie she, was her yeah name? Bonnie yeah exactly yeah, yeah. who was uh, they, great her yes. character was so good they were all so great they were so so good uh so that was the only panel that I was able to go to but it was it was a riot um I love D and D I love throwing dice um so and and I love the the role play and these guys are you know like role play you, is what? role play role you play is great what? right right <laughs> and but like. Um, you know, actors are actors for a reason, right? Like they're, yeah. they're good. Um, and, and, uh, when you're good and you're fun, it is even better than when you're just fun. And you're there uh, to and, have fun. That has and, a, right now, let me, let me, you know, GM to GM, uh, yes. uh not to exclude yourself, Runa. I know you've, you've you're had not your, excluding me. you've I'm had good. your adventure. Yeah, you've had your adventures in in gameplay before, uh, but as one DM to another, observing that uh, basically a uh, a live one shot uh, right. that that stayed within. Not only did they accomplish all their goals, uh, nobody died, right. and um, and they kept it within a reasonable time frame. Right. Um, wow. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, um, is, that is this yeah. is a non-ironic um, right round of applause to Noah as a DM for being yeah. able to pull that through and rolling with uh, Bonnie's uh, introduction intended to be the player introducing right. her character, but she went into the voice and so Noah worked it in as this character this character has just introduced themselves out out loud right. to the world yes. and it was that brilliant. Was, was that brilliant. was great. That was great. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. Uh, I, you know, one of the things that I love about uh, role playing and, and, and Dungeons and Dragons and being a GM is, is, is 
how cooperative it all is and how you have to be able to to improv on the spot. And you know, one thing that I say about about uh, being a DM is that you're Bob Ross and your players are your arms. Right. And you, and oh my to, gosh, will right. there be some happy little accidents? Right. Right. So like you're, you want to describe the happy little clouds, but they start painting trees. So now you've got to describe the trees and, um, and, and a good GM will describe those trees. Um, right. You know, right there on the spot and, and, and Noah's a great GM. Uh, so a funny story about me is that my very first time playing Dungeons and Dragons was live on a stage with a time limit. Wow. So, um, yeah, so yeah, that was, so yeah, we, we, I jumped in hard, hard mode. Like it was my first time rolling dice ever was on a stage live streamed, uh, with, with a, a specific goal in mind, in a certain time limit. I think we had like 45 minutes. Cicero jumps in. He's like, what's what's a polar bear challenge as he comes barreling down the hill into the frozen lake? I've heard some things about this. Right. <laughs> Good Lord. Yeah, that's, that's my uh, secret. No I'm always no angry. Pressure. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. No pressure. Well, uh, Runa, you, have you ever played any role-playing games? I can't remember. We so I'm currently playing, um, you know, Libba. Libba Lou. Oh, yeah, Libba. Yeah, you're doing like with Pathfinder with her, right? Yes, we're doing Pathfinder. And she took on the extreme role of teaching five of us newbies how to role play. We started, I want to say, in September, either August or September. And we played three hours a night on Sunday, every Sunday. Um, And she has been so phenomenal. Um, we started off, it was pretty rocky starting off because we actually did our own character sheets. We had no idea what we were doing or how to add up the numbers. And I discovered through that, that, well, I knew this to an extent. I'm very logical and I like things in their place, but my creativity doesn't always come out, you know? So I like Pathfinder as a way to develop that and like make me think about, okay, how would I approach this situation? What would make it cooler? What can I throw in there? So that's been a learning experience. I love it. I love it. And learning how to, uh, um, you know, first of all, congratulations on a campaign that has been rolling weekly on the button for any length of time. Um, That is, that is always the death of, and I, well, I will say that's, you know, we may be beholden to a tradition that is no longer uh, as bad as it was since, uh, you know, the vast majority of folks playing these days either started or learned how to play via online. And so I think scheduling restrictions are probably a lot less uh, onerous as they were when it's always face to face. Uh, so getting to be able to play weekly is the biggest key to enjoying the game, I think. Um, but well, you know, before we started, Libba told us it's going to be three hours every Sunday. Yep. And yes, if you have a commitment one week, just let me know. Right. But like, it's got to be pretty consistent. So yep. she was pretty honest with us as far as what it would entail. Right. Yep. And I think we bonded as a game crew. Yep. So we feel like we owe it to each other to show up 
awesome. give each other that outlet. Right on. Yep. And right I, on. Uh, you know, and you get to you get to learn the player, uh, you know, as much as you can the character that they're playing. Um, but you know, I know how I know how my character will react in a certain situation. But I know too that that may not always be the best decision for the party. Um, yeah. And so I have learned that, you know, in, in the game that, that I'm playing that's on uh, the Emberfell game on YouTube, uh, Whispers from the Stars, go search it, um, that go. my character is 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 a trigger-happy crossbow expert, you know, eight-foot bugbear, it just ready to lay waste. And, you know, recent session, I show up, we get back to my hometown, and my grandpa's, uh, he's, uh, he's uh, you know, he's got his maiden who's just happens to be my high school girlfriend. Um, oh, you know, so I'm not sitting well with you. this. Yeah, you know, so I'm not <laughs> sitting well with this. So I, uh, you know, I, I, like I said, I'm a trigger happy fella. So I role play out, you know, Moog looks at Rogar and gives him the look, you know, and then I'm going to go and draw on this guy. And, and that was Rogar's cue. That was Matt's cue to keep me in check if he didn't feel like this is the way things should go down. Because <laughs> I was about to, and, and even the GM was like, you're going to you're gonna assassinate the king in front of everyone. I was like, I think we can take him. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you get to know a, few, a thing or two about a thing or two. Um but yeah, I really enjoyed. Uh, I really enjoyed the disco does D and D, and to see that uh, that play out in person, uh, and just to be, and you know, kept things moving. Um, the players themselves, uh, I thought, were incredibly entertaining. Uh, Mary's uh, near zero effort for yes. Mo was like yes. absolutely perfect, actually. Yes, uh, which was just fantastic. Um, yeah. Wow. By the way, and so, oh, both Noah and Ian. Had uh -huh. birthdays this week. They did. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. Four twenty with George. Four twenty. Yep. Yeah. Which George, a, with George Degay. Not a terrible day. Birthday. Yeah. There are a lot of. Uh, we can ignore just about any other famous person born on that day. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> All right. Um, but that brings us to Sunday. We were already there, but it brings us to probably, um, you know, the penultimate moment. Uh, since the ultimate moment would be us parting ways, the penultimate moment of of our adventure uh, over that weekend was the dim sum uh, <laughs> you know the dim sum party that was the greatest that, thank you, know, you for that, that recommendation <laughs> i'm gonna let you guys so so we we decide we, we've got to go eat after the con right we've gotten a group of ourselves together um and my favorite thing about that uh that picture of all of us at the table is that you could slice that table halfway anyway and half one half hadn't met the other half before we sat down to eat for the most part yeah. right and yeah. by the time we left we were we were not only comrades amongst ourselves but we had uh we had uh you know colonized the table nearby <laughs> right <laughs> um, and, and part of us. yeah yeah and uh, so, you know, tell me about that experience for you guys. Uh, Runa, go ahead. So um, that picture when I shared it yesterday, um, and then I sent it to a couple of my friends who know I'm the ultimate nerd and, you know, they're inner circle, so they have to deal with it. Right. Right. <laughs> so um, they're like, oh, my gosh, I miss dim sum so much. And I'm like, hello. Like, why are we not doing this? We live in Atlanta. Right. <laughs> um, but the last time we had done dim sum here was like three years ago. There's a good place, but it's a little far. Right. But so that was the reaction. And like every face was smiling and 
I remember when we were trying to decide where to go, I had the feeling that I don't care where we go as long as we all get to go and like just share one last meal and talk. And I feel like we got that, which was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thoughts, Cicero. It was this was it was almost your brainchild that got us there. I mean, you, it was your recommendation and your effort uh, at the table that fed everyone. Uh, yeah. And so we ordered uh, way too much. Right. <laughs> well, yeah. So I um, one of one of my contradictions actually is uh, especially if I get to go with with lots of friends um, and and. Uh, and since I live about an hour out outside of, of Chicago proper, I don't get to go down to Chinatown that often. But um, so on the con, con days, I try to go at least once to Ming Hen uh, in Chinatown, which is um, a mile as the crow flies from the convention center. Um, it, you know, it takes no time to get there. You just have to park. Um, but it's a... a authentic Chinese restaurant in the heart of Chinatown in Chicago. Um, that is a dim sum palace. And you, and you go and you commit food suicide, you go in there hungry, you get in there confused, you go with a big group. Um, and then you just start reading stuff off the menu. Uh, and, uh, the way, the way our chaos worked was, well, no one was really sure what, how, to, how it was supposed to work. Uh, it had been two years since I had been there. Um, so I wasn't really, uh, well-versed on how it was working anymore. It was like so, some of the food was on an iPad. Right. Yes. And then the dim sum was on a paper menu or yes. plastic or whatever. Right. But we and, didn't understand. <laughs> so the, so the dim sum was on, on the paper menu, as Bruno said, and it was, it was like a sushi menu. So like where you, you just have to, or like one of those all you can eat sushi places where you, you just kind of mark what you want on the menu and you hand it to, you hand it to the, the waiter and, and then, you know, gluttony uh, arrives at your table. Mm. Um, but, but uh, so we weren't sure how this was working. Turns out that's how it worked. So now we had 12 people at this table and one sheet of paper with which, we were all supposed to determine what our dim sum order was going to be. So I decided to be the town crier and go through every item on this. Seven lines. Yes, yeah, seven, oh, seven lines. I so I there were probably 50. Right, yeah, they were yeah. like. We got like, one dim sum yeah. going away. Like, right, right, we got to go right. over here and get some shrimp rolls. Shrimp chives, shrimp chives. Potato cakes. Get one shrimp chives. Sky needed their shrimp patties. Right. Shrimp balls. They weren't balls. No, Right, yes. They were huge. They were They were jumbo. Yeah. They were jumbo jumbo shrimp rolls. Um. Yeah, we even you know, even got some chicken feet. Um. So, yeah. So like. Shout out to Chad. Yeah, this was, uh, it was an, an experience. One thing that I love about going to Ming Hen um, and going to Ming Hen with a large group of friends uh, is that you in, inevitably, invariably will overorder. Mm. Um, and and it's, it's just the degree to which you do varies based on how hungry you are at the time. We were very hungry. 
because no. they just kept bringing and carts a, and carts there's and a, carts there's of a, food. There's a solid um, chance that some of us were proclivity towards being hungrier than the average bears. Yeah, sure. Uh, Absolutely. You know, it was a, too, it was a know. long, it was a long day. It was a long day. It was a long day. And, uh, <laughs> you know, people hadn't eaten in a while. And, and sometimes when you're, when you're very, very happy, you get, hungry. Um, you get hungry. Speaking of birthday yeah. celebrated on 420. That anyway, is correct. That uh, is correct. So, I have been telling people and you guys feel free to correct my, I, I get to be, you know, I tend to be hyperbolic, you know, I'm a little, I, I use hyperbole. It's fine. Uh, yeah. But I, I've told folks like, seriously, they delivered food in two waves. They oh yeah. Delivered food in At two least waves. Two. At least two. And, and, and one of those waves may have been five minutes straight. Yes. That they just because as they were delivering food, they would sit it down. We would spin it around. We would eat. There would be a clean bowl. They would take that. They'd bring more food. We'd that spin is, it and just continue. Yes. And yeah, that is know, yes. Um, got to be like we didn't table. even care what we had ordered. I don't care what I ordered. What did right. you look? That looks delicious. And because yeah. we I ordered think I too ate much the entire time, minus the last ten minutes. Yeah. Was, yeah. The last ten minutes, quite, I was like, okay, I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> cut myself off. Cut myself off. Um, so, and I think what that, what that there, there are a couple things from this conversation that I think actually resolve more to the point about what Star Trek is, what Mission Chicago is, and what these con cultures are, is that it is a safe place for those of us who have been uh, uh, bullied in the past for our, for our likes and things. And it's not the same these days than it was when, uh, believe it or not, Cicero, we are all within a uh, relative generation of each other, regardless right. of how absolutely stunningly young, uh, Runa is. Uh, she, she, she lies to me and tells me that she's, she's in our, I'm going to turn 39 this summer. See, Get so out of here. Yeah, see, don't buy it. Right. I don't buy Get it. Get out of here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, whatever. But you know, it, 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 it being able to be in that space and one of the things like you you noted uh you know you noted seeing seeing the the homies there being being comfortable in their space uh but the youngsters right, right? uh seeing that that one little klingon who was just rocking it so solid yes um in their little punk get out and and just the folks who were just so free to be themselves it was mm -hmm. it was just mm, and then i can't remember which panel it was but you know how they did like the little pre games before each panel right there was this little boy who did a dance off and like he just danced his heart out <laughs> that was great to feel the to, to to know that you're in a space where you can be that person right. and no one is going to ridicule you for how ridiculous you are and it's because it is absolutely 100 okay to be ridiculous not you only know, that but but <laughs> but celebrate you Right? Exactly. Exactly. Celebrate right? you. Not only you, you know, were not ridiculous, only just... better than anyone else has ever right. ridiculed. You know, right? Um, and that is that is something um, too. Uh, you know, and hearing I missed the panel, but hearing that once they started the Q and A segment of the Prodigy panel, and Mama Mulgrew realized that the children were asking questions, and she uh, had them all ushered to the front to be the ones Aww. to ask the questions. Right. And then, yeah, no, the fact that it, they let the kids get to the front of the line was one thing. After I learned that it was Kate that made it happen, I was like, well, of course that's how it happened. Um, right. But but also, you know, I'm sorry, nerds, but no other adult got to ask a question once the kids got to the front of the line, and I'm yeah. thinking that's perfect because you know, Cicero, you've been you've been questioning where Prodigy lives right. as a product. 
not necessarily its worth as a show or oh, no, the mission that it's trying to accomplish. Yeah, not at um, all. But I, and I understand that because the joke being, what is even Nickelodeon now, right? Uh, it's a button on Paramount right. Plus if <laughs> right. you can use the app. Uh, um, but but that to me is what why Prodigy is important because those kids were there to ask questions about that show, and that means yes. that they are interested in this franchise. They are yes. going to be, you know, Whitney nailed it. The children are the future. Um, and we can we got a chance to see them grow, having grown, uh, you know, and some of these kids, you're seeing them, they're, you know, they're six, eight, 10 years old, and they've probably caught up with Star Trek through the pandemic because they were home with their parents, right? You know, um, and, and now they're they're locked in like the rest of us. Um, and speaking of being locked in. Mission Chicago or Mission Mission Chicago in Seattle. Right. <laughs> Literally how I've been saying it. Uh, Mission Seattle. Who's going? Are you gonna are you gonna try to make Mission Seattle, Runa? I'm hoping to make it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Start I'm planning gonna try now. And plan I think. For it. Yeah. When do we know when tickets go on sale? We don't, but the what we do know is that the week of Mission Seattle, that Monday is my birthday and so that we're going to do a birthday party okay exactly exactly that's that was the that's what pushed me over the edge i was resistant to mission seattle for for you know pretending to be better uh at resisting these things and then they're then they like it was on my birthday week and i was like well you guys have just okay fine um (laughs) what about you cicero i know you've there's a couple of couches up there that you can you can swing uh, into, right? Oh yeah. Um uh, Seattle, Seattle's a city I've only been to once, um, ironically enough, for a con. Um, so uh you know, w- when you visit a city for a convention, you get to see the city, but you don't get to visit it. Yep. Um, you know, uh, so I but from what I saw, um, and and the little that I visited, uh I, I really like the city. So yeah, any excuse to go up there. Uh, and in addition, um, lots of my loves are up there. My my very good friends, the 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 Clows. Yeah. Uh, from, they do, what from, do you, they do something with you? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I I think uh, we podcast, try to get together yeah. every week and yeah. uh, talk about uh, you know uh, a franchise Did you say you that we're on Discovery. Yeah, yeah, you know franchise that we happen to be talking about. We <laughs> yeah, yes, we we debrief each other um, about uh, shows like this, like Star Trek Discovery. In fact, we call it Discovery Debrief, uh, and you can find it on all of your favorite podcatchers. Um, and if cool. you if you're listening to the latest episode, maybe there's someone that you'll hear that sounds not uh, not just me because I happen to be on that episode. But someone else that you're li- also listening to now, yeah, they, really they also- it, on the it show. Can be, right. It can be damn <laughs> right. It's it never it's, likes to talk about Star Trek. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it never talks about Star Trek. Um, um, yeah, no, so, yeah, so I'm, I'm, to listen yeah, to I'm, oh, well, thanks, man, thanks, and and uh, your your input is always valuable, um, but uh, doubly so this week. Thank you. Uh, so I, I'm putting it out in the universe. I think yeah. I'm going to take an extra day because, like you said, uh, Cicero, um, you can't experience the city and the con very right. well. And I really, really want to do the sci-fi museum. Yeah, there you not go. only that, there you but go. having pop culture having, museum. Uh, there's that. There is the uh, there's the uh, Jimi Hendrix uh, museum. Uh, oh, is there like the, the rock and roll museum? Right. 
Yeah, and then there's the Space Needle. Uh, So my only visit to Seattle was in 2000, the summer of 2000. So I did travel on plane once before 9-11 ruined it for everyone, um, which was a whole other experience. Um, uh, My my wife, uh, Trish, at the time, she was my wife. uh, (laughs) Trish at the time was the uh, weekend activities coordinator for the Easter Seal uh, place here in Little Rock. And so she would take the Easter Seals kids uh each weekend and go do you know the movie to the park or whatever well their um you know their their sunday adventure the the day i came home from seattle was to pick dan up at the airport and you have all of these (laughs) you have all of these accessibility chairs and special needs kids waiting for me at the gate and you could just never do that these days right there's no way uh so but i it was i tell you come home you know first plane ride come off the plane and there are all these wonderful kids waiting to greet me and i get to go back uh with them in their activity van that was that was great uh but uh, i'm looking forward to i think though i i think what i'm hearing here is that we need to be uh more coordinated in our efforts uh once we get there so that we can have a day in the city go do some things and then con the heck out right or take us take a point where we say okay we're going to leave the con at this time during this day to do this specific thing right. i think that was harder to do this time because first of all i haven't met a lot of people i want to right. meet and it's hard to coordinate with people you haven't met yet right and also <laughs> like this was the first missions con so we didn't even know what it was going to be like right. yeah and exactly. now that we have kind of an idea i think we can do better Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I, I think, I think, uh, I think the read pop and, and paramount, uh, are, are saying the same thing about themselves that you're, that you're saying, I think they think they can, they can do better, um, with mission Seattle. I think it's going to be bigger. Um, mm-hmm. and, and the fact that, uh, I think just like us, the fact that we've met everyone in person will only motivate us to uh, make the plans bigger and more concrete and and even more grand than they were the first time around. That's yeah. Right. That's right. We well, even fine. talked about at some point saying, hey, we're going to do a Trek Twitter meetup at this place at this time. Yeah. You know, yeah. so like those missed meetings maybe wouldn't happen. Right. As much, you know. Absolutely. That's what we're gonna do. That's what we're gonna do. We we are calling it right here, right now. Yeah. We will be slightly better organized as a as a, a, a disconnected collective um, <laughs> when we arrive in Seattle. We're not the board. <laughs> we are not the board. We are uh, we are just Borg adjacent. Right. Um, well, fantastic. Are there any final thoughts from from you all, uh, Runa? Is there anything you want to say uh, about like your your final thoughts, your impressions, what you came away with? Honestly, I felt like I really like the crowd size. I feel like if I were going to do one day ever in the future, I, I really probably will just do three day. But I really liked the size Friday mm-hmm. and. Saturday was the most crowded, but it was fun. Yeah. Um, so I just liked that. And I know it'll be bigger next year, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I'll also be more experienced. That's right. That's right. Yeah. We'll, we'll all have a, another con under our belt. Uh, Cicero, what was your, what was your uh, takeaway from your time that you were able to be there? Um, I felt uh, as, as feelings of rejuvenation. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's... Uh, 
energy is what I take what I take away from it. And and um, the the thing the thing that I had gotten used to in these two years has has been not necessarily isolation um, because you know it was around my family the entire time and and really spent more time with them. Uh, which was uh, definitely needed and wanted and, and appreciated. But, and, and I never really felt isolated from my friends because I spent a lot of time reaching out and, and connecting with them virtually and some, some local friends in person. Um, but there's a certain energy you get from meeting people that are friends that you don't get to see all the time. Um, and being able to mix that in with the energy of a convention, um, you know, uh, the, those, those things that you have in common, that those passions that we all live for, right. That we, you know, all of the, all of the crap that we go through during the course of the days and, you know, for us just one long day that was two yeah. years long, right? Yeah. Um, all that shit is worth, you know, like you do that all for this and, right. and damn it, was it worth it, right? Like it was just it, everything that I didn't know that I needed that I stopped myself I from, from craving because it would hurt too much to, to crave it and know that you couldn't have it. I received it. Mm-hmm. And I received it without craving it. And that made it like, it made it that much better. It also, it also kind of hurts because, because, you know, like I got a taste. Yeah. Right. And I, yeah. and I, and I, and I realized that I missed that taste. I missed that drug and, you know, and I kind of wanted again. Um, but, but part it's of like the reason a ripe warm peach off the tree, right. man, it's, exactly. it doesn't get better than that. It doesn't get better. It and doesn't get better than that. You're in for right. The first three or four days yeah. are terrible. Yeah. yeah. You're like, yeah. I have to go to yeah. my job. Right. Oh, this sucks. Right. And nobody, right. nobody here is wearing a uniform. What is right. this place? <laughs> right. Or these uniforms all suck. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but the, the, the other part of that was, um, was just being able to, hang out with you, man. Uh, like, I, you know, I really, I, I'm every chance that I get, I am going to make sure that I give you your flowers because my con experience was better, infinitely better because I spent it with you. You're such a treasure, Cicero. Thank you. Yeah. I, uh, I, I love Sunday absolutely the best for all of those reasons. Uh, I believe I said it uh, on the on, uh, last night when we were doing debrief, um, you know, I try to try to refrain from referring to it as the church that Roddenberry built because I right. think it's the church that the fans have built. Um, yeah, but that was that experience. You know, starting Friday, I was a little, I was very uh, nervous. As anyone who saw my tweet was, was aware, I was full of anxiety. I was like, "Where's for, Dan? Yeah. Let's find Dan. <laughs> he need to be protect." Um, <laughs> but it was it was that uh, you know it was being there and and not being with my people yet like I was with my people but not right. my people right, and then the right. people came and I felt much better and then that just carried up through to Sunday which culminated in the in the dim sum you know party and I've told people that 
you know, growing up where I did, it is like, it was like a tent revival and, you know, an old school evangelical tent revival where yeah. uh, mm-hmm. everybody got a little bit of the spirit, you know, and had a hallelujah moment. Yeah. And, um, and, and, and it, or, or to take it out of that context, anyone who's listening, who's ever been to a cowboy mouth concert knows what that experience <laughs> is like. Um, because that, that band will not let you have a bad time. And I feel like that's where we, we were all there to keep each other from having a bad time. Um, because I think we all had the same feelings and anxieties because, you know, as a group that tends to be who, who we are, you know, in these, in these fandoms anyway, we're anxious, we're bundles of anxiety. Um, and, and to, to, you know, coalesce in this space and, and come together like that, that, that's why I wanted to go to Seattle, right? It, it, yeah. As much as seeing Star Trek is great and, and getting to you learn about Chicago? these new things. Yeah, well, that's why I'm, you know, no, Chicago was was the was the solidifier that what I'm craving, what I want to get when we go to Seattle isn't so much of the Star Trek, but the people around it, right? Right. So well, there's um, something about walking into an area and knowing that people want to see you. Yep. Yes. And then being validated <laughs> with hugs and greetings. Yep. Yeah. You yep. Know? Yeah. And that, that was the other thing, all of us having to remember how to hug, right? You know? <laughs> so, so many good hugs and having to remember that, you know, it is okay. It is okay yeah. to hug people now. And, and, well, and, and there were lots of times where we all asked each other, you know, yeah, first, absolutely. Can we, get a hug? we ran yeah. into, is Which it is okay? New. Yeah. Right. It's a new thing. And I'm okay right. with that though. You know, yeah. like uh, I've, I've learned, um, I've learned that lesson uh, just an aside here uh, as a, as a parent, when your child is old enough to begin to ask for their own body's agency, don't give me a hug. Okay. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. now you, now we flip, can I have a hug? Will, will you give me a hug is the yeah. way we approach that now. Well, um, and I think that's, that's changed in recent years. Yeah. But my niece, since she was two, we started letting her decide who she was going to hug. Yeah. Sure. And eventually if she feels safe, she will hug you. Nice. So like when she comes to visit, you know, they live, ironically outside of seattle but they may move they may move here before seattle happens we're hoping so because they we want the kids here and my parents want the kids here and that my brother and sister-in-law would have more support but anyway that's neither here or there but we would ask her you know when she was one and a half and she would say no i don't want to hug because she hasn't seen us for months and that might have might as well be never Right, but then later, five hours later, she'll come up and give you a hug. Right, that was a long time ago. Yeah, Yeah. just comfortability, you know. (laughs) And uh, and and that, um, you know, I think as a as a society, as we progress, you know, the way the areas where we start to get it right are these um, are these moments where we have learned to respect each other's personal space, um, but also use that personal space. Um, You know, that is that what we what I have learned. One of my takeaways uh, has been that you know. Um, you can't, if you, if you perseverate on the big problems, you'll never start solving problems. But if you focus on the social distance that you have and the people in that distance, then that's, that's the circle that you can make an effect on. Right. Um, you know, and that's how, that's how I think, um, one of the takeaways from, from that weekend was that we were all there for a collective end. Right. Mm -hmm. And that was to celebrate this franchise that has, you know, when you go to it, when you go to a convention and there are panels, Star Trek saved my life. Right. Yeah. And, and you don't maybe get to go to that panel, but you can see that and go, 
yeah god damn it dude right. <laughs> you right. know more than once along the right. way uh has it been the friend that was there when other friends couldn't be you know mm-hmm. um, well and as a final thought i feel like the convention and seeing each other in person healed a lot of things yes i don't know if you guys felt that yes yeah oh 100 oh yeah uh just as a broken uh you know person in the world missing their community uh one thing that i will definitely take a point on next uh next convention is we will find a place in time to do uh convention attendee karaoke Um, because uh, karaoke is absolutely the one thing that I have missed the most during pandemic. Can Uh, I take score or something? You can do however we're going to do it. All I need, all I need is for all of you to have, have the opportunity to judge me on my renditions of tribute by Tenacious D (laughs) and say it ain't so uh, by Weezer and and just, you know, validate me. There you um, go. But uh, well, uh, Seattle, Seattle the is the place for karaoke. So, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I I feel like uh, you know that was a missed opportunity maybe at Chicago that there wasn't some there wasn't some karaoke going on. But I'm gonna I, you know I'll reach out to Repop. We'll we'll make that happen. There you go. Um, there that's you how go. we'll get our. That's how we'll, we're all going to. Uh, it should be Star Trek karaoke. You should yeah. have to draw some character. Who oh, comes yeah. across with uh, the song? Right, Star, Star Trek, Star Trek karaoke. As long as it features the ballad of Bilbo Baggins. Yeah, you know that? yeah, yeah. With uh, Leonard Nimoy. Right. Leonard, right? yes, Leonard it. Nimoy, yes. And uh, and of course, you know, um, the first song sung at the karaoke will be a group rendition of faith of the heart of where oh yes I mean, that's, how, that's how it has to be right um that's how it has to be well you know before we break down into uh acapella karaoke aka karaoke uh which is also a race in D D. no <laughs> um <laughs> played expertly by uh anthony rap by the way um yes. we're going to go ahead and have to say our good nights and our goodbyes uh especially for, for miss runa as uh, it gets late in the evening she's got to go up and uh figure out how to uh talk to them kiddos that is quite early in the morning all well, right well go ahead it's it's going to be okay because it's friday and it's friday that's right friday 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 <laughs> Uh, well, you know, uh, living the retail life Friday, uh, just is another day that I probably have to work on the schedule, but, uh, it, uh, I do celebrate it for all of those who do, uh, celebrate yes. with you for Friday. Um, but we will have to, uh, say good night, uh, here at Cicero Holmes, let everyone know, uh, where Stubby Stan can be found. Uh, you, you, you just said it on all your social all right. media platforms. Uh, just look for Stubby Stan, S-T-U-B-B-Y-S-T-A-M, not Stabby Stan. Not Stabby he's Stan. A, he's a different guy. That's a different so, Yeah. So and, I have a quick uh, question. Sure. Where does Stubby Stan come from? Uh, you know, Stubby Stan comes from my love of comic books and alliteration. Um, yes. When it was time to create a, a, a internet identity, I decided... Uh, oh wow over 20 years ago yeah what what should my name like my brain is a random name generator and that is and that is what i came up with i didn't even go to like a you know no wu-tang name generator this was the <laughs> cicero name generator stubby stand came out and that's and what i've been yeah that's what i've been since uh 2001 oh nice yeah nice yeah, yeah. That's awesome. 
Well, uh, Runa, where can folks find you? So my main place is Utter Runacy on Twitter. Like Utter Lunacy, but with a heart. <laughs> One of my favorite handles. Yes, Just an absolute brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> Thank you. And that's probably the best place to find me because I don't do other media. Um, maybe someday, I don't know. But, but for now, I just like to talk politics and Star Trek and other nerd stuff on Twitter. That's right. That's right. Well, yeah. and that too, uh, obviously, if you've gotten this far into the episode, you've, you've known how to find me. Uh, but just in case anyone else uh, new to the new to the show, it, uh, you can find myself on Twitter at D-A-N-D-E-C-K-R. Uh, the show, of course, is at DigressCast. And um, you can either check out the uh, Patreon page and drop in a dollar or uh, a few each month at patreon.com slash Dan Decker. Or uh, if you find yourself in need of clothing, you can check out the store. Uh, and that is going to be cottonbureau.com slash people slash Decker me. So check that out. I'll put those links in the show notes. Um, but buy yourself a shirt and buy me a beer. Uh, <laughs> and with that, we will say thank you and good night. Closing down from the Toad Suck Studios. Live long and prosper. Yeah. <laughs>